Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. All right. I don't know. Okay. Do I clap? Do I okay. not clap? Do what I do cheer? You do? do you throw tomatoes? Do I what not do do? cheer? <laughs> I didn't even get Whitney Houston. If I'm going to get some type of song that can touch my heart, can I get a little Whitney? Didn't even get any of that. Clinton, what's going on? What's up, Slee? How are you, man? I know uh, that it's okay. been a rough couple days, but how, how are you doing on the inside? Um, doing doing all right, doing all right. So this will be uh, uh, once we're done here, both you and I are going to catch a bird. Yeah, you're going to go up to San Francisco. Going up to San Fran for a little R and R, as yep. we like to say. Yeah, and uh, you're coming back to LA. I'll come back to LA, and I I don't know. You know, there could be Laker fans out there that say, "Hey, Al, all I know is before you went to Denver, <laughs> series was tied at zero zero, and here you come back with two L's." I don't know how I'm going to be welcomed back to L.A., to be honest with you, Yates. I mean, look, it's a difficult situation. We're going to jump into the Lakers more, obviously, all day. But I need to know more about the Slee on the okay. road lifestyle. I heard you were at a baseball game. I don't even need to get into that. I need to know, like, how do you get from – are you a plane to hotel, straight to room, shower, back down the bar? Do you do you do you Good unpack question. first? How do you operate when you're on the road? That's what I okay. want to know. All right, here is my first curveball that I'm gonna throw at you. <laughs> okay. I did Airbnb. I did not do a hotel. Oh. Is that right? Are are you do you prefer because when I mentioned to Michael, MT and I were doing pregame for game one. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in an Airbnb. He was so disgusted <laughs> that I chose <laughs> that I chose an Airbnb. Uh, basically wouldn't stop saying how dirty they are and how could you, you know, are you staying in somebody else's sheets? I think what he's thinking is somebody gets in bed, sleeps for three days, and then they get out of bed, and then somebody new comes right back into bed without anybody cleaning anything. It's like when you have a sleepover, and let's just say, like, your sibling's out of town, and one of your friends, like, sleeps in your sister's bed but doesn't tell anybody, and she comes back like, what happened here? You know what I'm saying? That's not – so, okay, so for me, it's it's just a different – experience the hotel is i'm much more likely to feel like i have less to do if i'm in a hotel if i need something i can call them if i want something they're there it's not one of those situations where it's like if i don't see it in front of me i gotta go get in a car and go to a cvs or go to a pavilions or whatever it may be in order to get it why did you pick the airbnb all right so the main reason was the main reason really was because greg bullied me greg said (laughs) We're going to do all the shows, right? So I was – listen, I, I flew on Monday, so I had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday Travis and Sliwa show. The worst feeling in the world is when you get get to a hotel and they don't have a hard line. You know, a lot of these yeah. – everything's just Wi-Fi, right? So right. a lot of these places don't have so – I didn't want to deal with any of that. Right. Airbnb, and you're in conference rooms and it's a whole mess. Exactly. Airbnb, I can reach out to the person. I can just be like, hey, I, I – you, you obviously have a router there, right? So I can Hold on, no, no, no. Did you drop a – listen, I'm out yeah. in Sliwa, okay? Yep. Lakers talk <laughs> is vital to the existence yeah. of the nation. Just just Wait, go I'll ahead see. on and get the broadband in. Just yeah. Roll in the extra. You told them who you were. Um, Clint, 
I got kicked out of a seat with 500 available seats at Coors Field in front of me and behind me. So saying saying I'm Alan Sliwa will not get me very far in life. So let's 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 point that out. So, so you set it up beforehand. So yeah, so I, I ended up uh, I did Airbnb primarily because of that. But yeah. I gotta also be honest. Anytime I go traveling, I usually do Airbnb. I'm an Airbnb guy. It's not a bad option. It it so depends on. When, where, what I'm there for. I'm very particular about these kinds of things. Not because I'm bougie, as some people like to accuse me of, but because some people, it's a difference between it being. Where's my robe? Where's my robe and champagne (laughs) when I walk into the hotel room? Don't think I haven't requested that before. Like, as in, (laughs) it better be available when I get there. Um, No, but there's a difference between somebody doing something as their side hobby and somebody doing something as their job. And oftentimes, if I'm there for my job, I want somebody else to be there for their job, too, because we've both got something on the line if one of us fails. So that's why for work trips, I prefer hotels. Personal trips, Airbnb works for me. Em, are you an Airbnb fan? No, I am not an Airbnb person like whatsoever. I I mean, I will if my friends book it, but it does feel to me like it's a weird like invasion of someone else's place. It always is just it's not the experience that I want necessarily. So, I have seen the Airbnbs. I will be actually be staying in a VRBO I think next weekend or two weekends for now, but like Generally, I like hotels over Airbnbs. You can't say verbo? You don't like that word? You don't like saying verbo? Does I that don't. Make you feel? Well, that's because there's no E, so it's not verbo. It's VRBO. <laughs> I will give you one example, Slee, of when mm-hmm. I stayed in an Airbnb for a while. By the way, concept. I made myself at home here. There's yeah. a Target across the street. I'm putting oh. stuff in the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding right now. I'm doing a load of laundry right now. 15 pounds of cashews in the basement. I- I- I'm doing <laughs> Like, what is this? Oh, it's a parting gift. I got milk in the fridge. I got lemons over here, bananas. You guys just tell me, you need some produce? I got everything here. I made myself at home. I will say, though, one time, though, I stayed at an Airbnb for the Super Bowl when it was in Miami. And I was there for a week. And it was a setup where the apartments were designed strictly for Airbnbs. It was like a condo of Airbnb, if that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to call it in plural. And the one thing I remember walking away with feeling is... This is must this is what it must be like to be on a cooking show. If you're cooking in somebody else's kitchen and you don't really know what they have and you're using like foreign pots and different different it's like it, that's the only really cool part to me about Airbnbs that you get to cook in somebody else's kitchen. Yeah. And I mean that literally. Yeah. You should have seen Michael the disgust on his face. You should have <laughs> Such seen a it. Germaphobe, though. But I, I, what I said in the beginning, I, I truly, truly believe that Berg bullied me. That's what mm. he did. Berg mm. was like, "If well, what about the show?" And I'm like, "I know, I'm going to do the show." Yeah, but what about the hard line? I know, I'm going to get the hard line. So that's why I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I ended up in Airbnb. To be fair, Berg is exactly right about this because once you start getting caught up in these like it's conference rooms, oh, it's at, at hotels, they start charging you extra rates. Next thing you know, you're paying out into the nose just to do the show. Yeah, I mean, Greg, Greg was well. Right. I, I'm I'm with for you know you said what do you do when you first get you go travel this whatever. Yeah. I may let me get into the place and let me kind of set everything up. I'll set the Comrex up immediately too, so I could just. <laughs> I want to connect and be able to. Did I, do I hear programming? The full is, loadout. <laughs> yep. Is is somebody on on the other side? I'm like, all right, good. I may. Some people just come into their room, whether hotel, Airbnb. They just kind of throw their luggage and then they leave. I, uh, you know, I make myself at home. I start gotta, taking the stuff out and everything else. You got to re-atmosphere it. I don't do that yeah. a ton unless I do that weirdly enough with the bathroom like I won't unpack all my clothes but I'll take out 
the dop kit or whatever you want to call the toiletry yeah. bag, and I'll Toilet. set that all up out. Set that all up because then I feel like I'm at home. The rest of the rooms they all kind of look the same anyway, so it doesn't matter. But that's that's how I roll. All right, um, I, I'm gonna we're gonna get all the details. Obviously, I know there's a lot of Laker fans that want to react to being sure. down 0-2. Uh, Lakers lost last night. Kind of a I don't know, kind of a weird game. And, and where we are, Yates, um, it's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's you, you could look at it both ways. We are we, we were I think smack down 200 section, and I'm okay. I'm talking about we are in the heart of if, to my left Nuggets fans, behind me Nugget fans, to my right Nugget fans. And the visitor radio row, there's four seats. It's just us. There's nobody else. Everybody else is either on the floor or they're in a different section. So we are literally just surrounded by Nuggets fans, which is such a different type of experience because usually there's a little bit of space between, let's say, the broadcasters or the – any of the reporters or whatever right. the case The is. media area is typically sort of exactly. blocked off in yep. some way that allows a little bit of distance between you and uh, not the hoi polloi, but the rapid fans. Let, let me just say this. L.A., we got some work to do because <laughs> that place was freaking rocking last night. I mean, they were going – it was – Lakers pretty much had – it felt like the vibe of the game for me, and I really, really did believe they were going to grab yesterday's game. But without getting any, any of the details of the game yet, I just, I, it felt like it was a Laker type of style of game. It felt like this was the type of game Lakers would win. Mm. It was more defensive oriented. Yeah. And then Denver went on that run, and it was like you, everywhere you looked, it was like there's not. It almost felt there's nothing the Lakers can do to stop the run. Um, but they got some work to do coming back to L.A. I mean, the beat L.A. chance, it was like, everybody relax here for a second. I mean, it's only game two. Um, I, just, I just thought the place, energy-wise, environment-wise, I'm expecting a lot from L.A. coming up here on uh, Saturday and, and Monday. And, Clinton, this look, it, this isn't even a – got to win both games. I mean, there, there is no other option here. The Lakers have to come back to Denver tied to a, tied to a piece. Yeah, we're officially in the portion of the program where – the theoretical discussion about who might get into form is out of the window because the math of the series is a bigger priority than what you think you may or may not be doing scheme-wise. Got to find a way to win a basketball game because if you lose two more, the season is over. This is no longer a discussion of legacies. This is no longer a discussion of season-long strategies and so on and so forth. This is a discussion about whether or not the guys in the locker room are motivated and prepared enough to beat the guys in the other locker room. This is where we are with this series right now, Slee, and I'll get into my thoughts on the game specifically in a bit. Well, okay, so this is um, – I'm going to throw a couple different angles out, and I'm sure Laker fans want to hit on a few different things. But we'll, we'll start first on – we're going to start first on LeBron because I, I, I think for me that was by far – the conversation everybody wanted to talk about yesterday. Just a reminder here, it's a Lakers reaction Friday on 710 ESPN. So Lakers come home. They're down uh, 0-2. Plus, we're getting you pumped up for what's on tap for Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, of course, that's uh, coming up tomorrow night. And it's all presented by Michelob Ultra, a refreshing and balanced flavor with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Please enjoy responsibly. So we'll, we'll do a couple things here um, coming up next. I do also want to promote at 1045, we're going to do an Ask Slee and an Ask Yates. Yes. The more random so. the questions, uh, 
We would greatly appreciate that, right? right? Emily embraces the, what the hell is this person asking? I think the more (laughs) random it is, the better. Um, and Greg if you got, already has an Ask Yates ready to go. He wants oh to fire God. one at you, Yates. So Greg, this is be ready. Be ready. To tweak my nerves right here. This <laughs> well, is fine. How much of this is going to be on the show that you guys do together? Like, well, is so he also the getting something let, off let, his no, chest? Let's, 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 go behind the, <laughs> let's go behind the curtain here quickly. And also, by the way, Emily, I want to hear about your viewing experience last night for the Lakers game later. Yeah. But I talk to Greg first thing every morning. About mm. baseball. This is what we do. And, of course, we catch up on life and so on and so forth. And so we've done Blue Review for the day already. So for him to be chiming in on Ask Lee means I know that he's tweaking me about something on Blue Review today. That's what that Do you means. think he talks to you before he talks to Mace? Uh, in the mornings now, probably I don't know if that's a point of contention, Jeez, but that's actually... I wonder how Mace feels about that. Uh, you know, I mean, here's good, Mace has been question. doing the show. They've been doing the show for this long. And then, yeah. Yates, you just come right in, and Berg is your... <laughs> it's the first call. <laughs> Heck is going on here? Huge call of the day. <laughs> All right. Um, here's what we'll do when we come back. Um, LeBron took some very, very questionable shots in yesterday's game. Um, one star showed up in the final fourth quarter, in the final 12 minutes of the game. It wasn't LeBron, and it wasn't Anthony Davis. I want to talk about... Um, how you feel about this Lakers series right now, and specifically some of LeBron's shot selection. I'll throw AD in the mix there, too. I thought he took some threes that made no sense to me. We'll do all that coming up next. Clinton Yates in for Travis Rogers. Stay right here. Uh, this is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, it's, it's all I asked for. I, I've added yep. to the mood, by the way. Yeah. I got a little college baseball going on here on the side, doing my best Travis impression. We got Pac-12 baseball live first thing okay. this morning. So just want you to know that in spirit, Travis is absolutely still here. We're not uh, acknowledging Alan singing Wendy Houston to start this segment. <laughs> we, need to, we need to play this well, back, Taylor. Well, it's just like a natural ways love you the sotto voce as it's yeah, i mean it's like i know em you want to say wow this is crazy it's not crazy i i yeah, sing perfect. whitney all the time i, mean, I take a shower i yeah. thought she through was half her room. album you didn't know i kept that did you sleep no i did i knew it's probably <laughs> probably probably stuck somewhere say, uh, along the way like a Banger promo at this point because it's fantastic. We're working well, on now it. We're working on it. Yeah, now it will be. All right, phone number is uh, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, we got Ashley Yates coming up at 1045. You guys want to be a part of that. Um, of course, you guys want to talk Lakers. Feel free to call in, and we'll get into everything. Um, 
Yates, I, I'm going to just tell you real quick what stuck out with me and then chime in with anything that you want. But um, there was one star in the fourth quarter yesterday, and he was cold-blooded. He was incredible. He was hitting tough shot after tough shot. Um, he's the reason why the Lakers are down 0-2, and it, was, it wasn't Jokic. Obviously, Anthony Davis and LeBron James did not have moments in the fourth quarter. Jamal Murray had 23 points in the fourth. 23 points just in the fourth quarter. Lakers as a team had 24. Jamal Murray had 23. Um, big players make big shots in playoff games, and they do it in the fourth quarter. He was amazing. The problem last night was, uh, listen, maybe the Lakers could have done a little bit more on Jamal Murray. He's hitting tough shots. He's hitting shots over AD, hitting shots over Braun. I mean, he was doing everything. And maybe you could say throw a double team at whatever you could you could say about that. But the Lakers didn't only lose because Jamal Murray had one of those nights. Lakers lost. A lot of it was their own poor decisions. I mean, I'm watching Jamal Murray hit bucket after bucket, and I'm watching Braun towards the end of that game Shot selection, I didn't understand. Every time Bron takes a three, and I know, Em, you just put this up, LeBron is one for 20 from three in the fourth quarter this postseason. Listen, I understand people are going to say, guys, it's LeBron James. I get that. All right, I get the name. I, I get the LeBron, obviously, um, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But when I hear things like this, when I hear Austin Reeves say, hey, it's Braun, he's going to make the decision that he wants. When I hear Darvin Ham in the past, he said after game one, he talked a little bit about, um, I'm going to let Braun make the, the decision that he feels like is the right decision. I understand that, but it doesn't mean it's the right decision for the team, and it doesn't mean it's the right decision in the moment. If Braun yes. hits those threes, I'm not saying anything. The problem is he's 0 for 10 in the series from three, and a lot of the threes he's taking is towards the end of the game where the game could be decided on whether that goes in or it doesn't. That's the thing about the decision-making that is actually the biggest problem for me from a basketball schematic standpoint. It almost feels like every single three Braun puts up, especially in the second half of games, are all momentum-related. Like, it's it's very rarely about – and I'm not saying that guys don't just sort of pull up in the NBA these days. We all know that the game has been stretched out tremendously. But it always kind of feels like when LeBron is taking those shots, they're all just to either try to silence a crowd, try to answer another big play, or to try to do something that just looks good because it's LeBron hitting a three. As And I don't mean that in terms of, like, selfishness for him. I mean in terms of competitive selfishness. It's like, yo, LeBron, you – Banging a three is not always the best idea for Laker momentum just because it's, you know, just because it's you. And it shows up a lot in the fourth quarter, especially against teams in which they are not, they being the Lakers, automatically just kind of better. That's where it's a real issue. The Nuggets are as good of an NBA basketball yeah. team as the Lakers easily. As They're any better. team in the league. Yeah, as yep. any team in the league. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that becomes a problem. It's one thing if you can just say, okay, we've got for lack of a better term, the Pelicans or whoever, and we can make up for it anyway. You can't make up for those heat checks when you're playing against the Denver Nuggets and the probably mm. should be MVP Joker, never mind the meanest man in the league, Jamal Murray. That's the issue. It's not about whether independently those decisions from a shot-making standpoint are good or bad necessarily. It's about the opponent in front of you. That's too risky oftentimes, I feel like, in terms of how they do their sets and their rotations from Bron. So there was um, game one – 
I, I probably had a bigger issue in game one when Lakers came all the way back. They cut it to within three. There's 45 seconds left. Lakers began to the free throw line. Anytime Braun was in the block, it was bully ball, and they didn't really have an answer. Um, I had probably more of an issue with that three he took in game one mm. because it was one shot that it was basically the game is tied or you're probably going to lose the game. Sure. You you didn't need to it didn't need to come down to that one shot. I thought there was still enough time for them to and the momentum was all with the Lakers. So I wasn't crazy about that one yesterday. I don't you know you tell me this. I think sometimes we just blow past the and this is where Darvin Ham in my opinion's got to come more into play is mm-hmm. these final couple minutes of a game because Braun yesterday. Listen, it's clear we 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 sometimes forget Braun played another forty minutes yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. He played 40-plus minutes in game one. He's in his 20th season in the NBA. He's up to, I think, 280 playoff games or something like that. Come on. I mean, no, there's right. Literally, there's no history in the NBA showing a player this productive still at this stage of his career. Sure. Part of me, I sympathize with Braun because I'm saying to myself, I think what Braun is basically trying to do is, I'm tired. My body is demo- – I just turned another ankle. Who knows how his foot is feeling I can't go down in the block every single possession. I can't drive the ball to the basket every single possession. I have to get a couple of these threes to drop if we're going to win this game. Right. So there is a little bit of... I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? There is a little bit of... Sympathy is not the right word because I don't want to use that, but I, I, I understand what he's thinking in his mind, but I just don't think they're the right plays for the Lakers. You know... The thing that I was most concerned about with this team, if they were going to make a deep run, was exactly what you're talking about from the Darvin Ham leadership standpoint. And after game one, when he got sort of memed and making his smiling face and just saying, oh, we'll be fine. I'm like, trust I me, I don't know about that. And mm-hmm. not because like there's some big problem, but because, again, the Nuggets are better. They took your best shot in game one, if you're the Lakers, and still lost the game. I, I, I personally was stunned by the lack of fire in terms of turning it around and trying to get to team two because that's exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to late-game situations. There's a certain assumption that it's just kind of going to go right. And when we saw how the execution worked out in those last couple minutes, we got missed layups, guys are turning the ball over, kicking it around, dudes are getting stripped in the open court. I'm like, yo – it ain't going to be fine if this is what the attitude is and this is what the execution is. I feel like there's nothing wrong with admitting this is somewhat of a desperation situation. Hello, this is why we're competing. I feel like we're at that point, again, from a math standpoint now, Slee, and not just a competitive balance. Well, I like what you said about, you know, there's certain teams are going to give you more margin for error. Denver's right. not. And and the Nuggets – okay, this is uh, – this is Last night was Lakers' style of a game. Lakers took more free throws. I think they took, I want to say it was eight more free throws than Denver did. Okay, hey, that's a Laker type of game. Um, scoring, everybody, both teams were under 110 points. It wasn't this 130 No, it wasn't game. some ABA game, yeah. No, okay, that, that favors the Lakers as well. But I think there's this, this little bit of, you know, I, I fall into this trap. I underestimate the Denver Nuggets, and I, I look at them, I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect them, but I'm trying to say, well, until you guys get to the NBA Finals or win a, win an NBA championship, 
you don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Right, but don't let that cloud the actual basketball players on the basketball court, which is something that happens with some regularity when it comes to analyzing the Lakers. The Nuggets were the one seed for a reason. It's because they're that good and Jokic is that good too. But I, look, here's the thing. The one seed doesn't really stand out to me the way a one seed would if it was the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I think the story's a little bit different. And I, like, I'm going to circle back around to talking about how good the Denver Nuggets are. But the one seed doesn't – it doesn't jump out to me and say watch out for the Nuggets because they're the one seed. If I say watch out for the Nuggets, I would tell you because – they just play a good brand of basketball. Yeah. They're well coached. Jamal Murray's a fantastic player. Joker's the best player in the league, many would say, whether you, wherever you want to put him, second, right. third, whatever. whatever the case is. But the one seed is not – that part didn't really mean anything. Lakers are a seventh seed in the West, but that doesn't mean anything. They could. There's only two teams left in the Western Conference. They're one of them. But Denver was down 10 at one point yesterday, and they go on a 10 to nothing run, and they tie the game. And it was in a blink of an eye – and towards the end of that game yesterday, one team was executing better. One team was getting stops. The other team was kind of all over the place. I think who was it that said this? I think it was Charles Barkley that said it. One team looked like they were more experienced the, than the other. And I'm sitting in my head, I'm like, what? well, that's not supposed to be the advantage for the Nuggets. Lakers are supposed to have that advantage. This is what I mean. When I say they're the one seed for a reason, I don't mean to just refer to the oneness of the seed. I mean mm-hmm. the actual basketball. Let's not forget what it took for the Lakers to lock, knock out the Nuggets in the bubble when Jamal was cooking before and he's a better player now. It took a miracle shot from Anthony Davis. Like, it, that was a close series then, the last time this Laker team was playing this well in terms of championship contention. The Nuggets have been a team on the rise. They've been a team that I think you don't need to look back to the franchise, whatever. Watch the basketball in front of you, which is, a, which is clearly at a point where I think the Lakers are going to have to make some major adjustments in order to be able to keep up with them. All right, I want to play some uh, sound from Darvin Ham when we come back, and uh, we'll take some of your phone calls. So if you're on hold, just uh, just wait. We'll uh, take some of your calls. Um, Airbnb or hotel, which one's better? Hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> ask Clinton, or uh, we'll do Ask Yates and Ask Lee coming up at 1045. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, um, I'm in Denver for uh, a few more hours here, and then uh, I'll be officially kicked out. May never be invited again, by the Hold way. Hold on. So you're in Denver now, which means yeah. you're going to the airport at yes. some point soon, yes. which means you will be passing a certain blue horse. Right, with red eyes. Took out its own maker yeah. before it was even released. That horse is 
very scary. Lucifer. So, I still can't believe you didn't see it yeah, getting I was just gonna, to your Airbnb. Clint, it's very this is obvious. what I was going to get to. Um, we talked about this earlier in the week on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the rest of the team here was expecting me to do. Um, I wasn't looking for it on my way out when I took the taxi back out. All right, I think they were expecting me to... Um, Take a picture with it, get out of your Yeah, cab. like tell the taxi, yeah. hey, I got to <laughs> stop here. This is, by the way, around midnight on Monday night. The perfect and, time for Lucifer. It's midnight. And, and I think they were all, like, I think Trav wanted me to maybe get on the back of, uh, of the horse or something along those lines. But when I told them on Tuesday, yeah, I didn't see it. The level of disappointment <laughs> from all three of them, I've down. never felt um, just... Uh, anger towards me and it was all based on what you just brought up again which i will try to see on my way out we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you (laughs) um so here's the thing is that for those of you who have not been to the denver airport blucifer is unmissable unless it's nighttime i will give you that if you don't know where to look because it's the way that it works at the denver airport is basically it's the hunger games you've got to take a whole train out there like it's in the middle of nowhere yeah and so it's the it's the only thing on the road when you're going to the airport it's on the left slee you have no okay. excuses okay going to the airport on the it's left on the left meaning okay. you're gonna see it there's a good chance i'll look right But what I'm saying is there's nothing else out there. At nighttime, you wouldn't know the difference. In the daytime, there's literally nothing around you except a train track and other roads and then this crazy blue horse. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? (laughs) There it is. You could have seen the eyes at midnight. They glow. They light up at midnight. They do. I will make sure. I'm going to actually put it in my – on the Uber app. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put the airport. I'm gonna put the. Lucifer. I'm gonna put Lucifer on there. You can't get no, out and see Lucifer. it though. It's in its own. It's in its own encampment. It's weird. Yeah, watch but me. It's, watch it's, me. It's, okay. All right. Well, the horse has already killed somebody. So I was gonna say. I guess we're just gonna be. I'll be filling in for the rest of the month if that's what he's gonna choose to do. So he was out six to eight weeks. Yeah. But okay. right, yeah. So I watched the game yesterday from 33 Taps in Silver Lake, and I think I can't go back. Because the last, each time I've gone, it's been a heartbreaking loss by the Lakers. So the last time it was game two of the semifinals when they played the Warriors. Lakers, Warriors. Blown out. Mm -hmm. And this time they had a really close game that lost. So I really think I can't, I can't go back. All right. I won't, I won't, I won't go to Ball Arena and you don't go to that bar. It's your fault. Deal? (laughs) Yeah, it's a deal. It's a deal. Okay. Let's take a couple quick calls here. Let's go to, let's go to Rich in Huntington Beach. What's going on, Rich? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Good, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Just uh, two questions. Uh, do you think it's time to put Rui in the starting lineup? And do you guys notice that when D'Lo is in the game, our defense is significantly worse? Um, so I, I, I think all hands on deck in game three. So I, I thought they were too cute in game one, Clinton, by going mm-hmm. small. None of that made any sense to me. Okay. And then they were playing from behind the rest of the way. Um I think tomorrow, and Michael kept saying this in the pregame yesterday. Even Trav had mentioned it as well. I, for me, it, it wasn't. It has to be Rui that starts. It was just get some size in there. Don't go three yeah. guards because whether Rui's starting or not, Rui played thirty minutes yesterday. That's starter minutes. So right. he didn't start, but he was basically a starter. But to answer that specific question, um, I think Rui should start tomorrow. And I think they should they should start bringing D'Lo off the bench. He's been a complete non-factor. And I, I was going to get to D'Lo a little bit later, but for somebody who is 
you know, obviously working towards a contract. There were some reports, David McMenamin mentioned it a couple days ago, that um, it wouldn't be at least from D'Angelo Russell's camp of if he's not in the starting lineup, how is he going to look at that? Yeah, I don't give a damn. Yeah, and I, I don't think the Lakers you should give do a that damn at this point of the season. Yeah. Plus, you're not Anthony Davis. Let's let's stop pretending that D'Angelo Russell is Jamal Murray or Steph Curry or one of these other players. So to answer that question, I would put Rui in the starting lineup, and I got no problem if they decide tomorrow D'Lo's out of the starting lineup. Well, the, I mean, it's you don't have to look the. The cachet of being in the starting lineup is not really the point. The point is whether or not you're going to get more production out of a player from being on the court more, and I think you're exactly right. 30 minutes is 30 minutes, dog. You know what I mean? And if you're yep. filling it up like that, you've already been productive. However, And you're closing the game, yes. which is what you want to do rather than – you want to start a game or close a game. Most right. people would rather and close a game. And because he's a bench player, though, I do think that changes when you move from home to away, or rather away to home, meaning – yeah, non-elimination game, back at home, he had a huge win. That's exactly the place for a start. As for Russell, I, yeah, look at the plus-minus. It's obvious, you know what I mean? When he's on the court, this team is not as good right now. And whether or not that's because of the matchup with the Nuggets or whether or not that's a larger discussion about whether you want him with the team or not, they have to figure out. But if you're Darvin Ham right now, you've got to at least move Russell to the bench just to stop the bleeding and allow a guy who's having a good series or at least had a good game to give him his choice. I mean, that's why you play the games. You know what I mean? If this guy's hot right now and another guy's not, just look in front of your eyeballs, you know, and you can see what's going on. And I think to me in this situation, that's obvious with Rory and Russell. Well, D'Lo had the – listen, and I'm not trying to I, – I don't, I don't enjoy talking about D'Angelo Russell being a non-factor this series – Clinton, he's been a non-factor this series. In two games, he literally has zero effect uh, for the Lakers in this series. Now, in game one, it was more, you know, people were looking at him and how he was I think he was 4'11 from the field, something like that. I didn't care about his points necessarily because the Lakers scored 126, so offense certainly wasn't a problem for the Lake Show. But when he's in, is he making winning plays? Is he doing the little things? You know, Dennis Schroeder, when he was with the Lakers a couple years ago, he got so much you-know-what, and pri- that was primarily because it was uh, reportedly that he had he turned down an offer from the Lakers, whatever right. it was. I think it was at eight years, or I'm sorry, four years, 80, 80 million, mil. Something like that, right? This man this year, and I'm just talking about Dennis Schroeder, I'm not telling you he's a perfect player when he's on the court, but this part is apparent for me. The guy is going to be a dog every time he's in the game. He's going to try to make winning plays. He's going to pick up whoever it is that he's guarding on defense. Um, You don't have to worry about him taking bad shots or things like that. There's a lot of times I don't even know D'Angelo Russell's in the game. I I genuinely didn't even realize he was still in the game. Um, So that's another thing that I, I point out here. All right, who do you want to take here? You pick. Tim, Wes, Patrick. uh, Let's go to Wes in the O.C. Man, how nuclear was Jamal Murray in that fourth quarter? He went from ice cold to real hot real fast. Wes, before you go any further, I, I want to – he was – Clint, that was special. I mean, that, that's – I think we can just look sometimes at a performance, and I want to just emphasize this. Jamal Murray – that was cold-blooded, special Western Conference Finals, 20,000 fans at your home arena, hitting shots over AD, Braun. I mean, he was incredible, and I don't want to take anything away from him. And, Clint, you mentioned in the beginning, sometimes you got to just kind of give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. 
he was incredible. So, Wes, I'll, I'll let you get back to your point. But he was, uh, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a good uh, thing to watch. As a Lakers fan, it was good to see, but uh, or bad to see, I should say. But straight up, the Lakers got to play better defense, like across the board. The, the Nuggets got way too many easy buckets in transition, and I'm going to be honest, we got to start treating Jamal Murray kind of like how we defended Steph last series. Just I, What I mean by that is, you got to put great defenders on him at all times and start going over the ball screens. Because, I mean, I can live with Jokic, like Jokic going off, right? He's stoic. He isn't going to hype his team up when he does well. But when Murray's on, his team feeds off that energy. And I guess I got one last thing to say. AD, yeah, he had a bad game. But, you know, his shots just didn't fall all night. Um, we can't have a no-show Anthony Davis no more. Uh, he's got he's to step up. If he's going to be the leader of this team going forward, we can't have a night where he's just not going to show up. Appreciate so, you calling. Okay, West. so here's the thing, and I need folks to start looking at this a little bit more realistically because I think it's it's there's clearly a misunderstanding here. The reason the Nuggets are good is because you can't just say I'll live with Jokic blowing up on us. That's the whole problem. That guy is a facilitator. He can go nuts on you for 50, and next thing you know, everybody else is getting involved too. This is why the Nuggets are good. They have this kind of dynamic talent that works well together. It isn't just independent parts that you can shut down one at a time. That said... I do think that that is the best strategy. You've got to let Jokic go off because if everybody else does get involved, all of a sudden, particularly when you're on the road, Slee, you're in a situation where you feel like you're under an avalanche. That's not an NHL reference. I just feel that we got to be realistic when watching this about, well, yeah, if it was that easy, a lot of other teams would have done it. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that trying to stop Jokic or trying to stop Murray, once you try one, well, then the other creates a scenario that's a matchup problem. It is, in fact, a very difficult issue, which is the whole reason why the Lakers are down 0-2. You know, it's funny. People were saying, uh, so Jokic had kind of had an off game yesterday. All right, yeah. so let me, let me read you his off game. <laughs> okay, let's just, just – Take a second to listen to this. His off game, um, he had he had more points than uh, Anthony Davis. He had more rebounds than Anthony Davis, and he had three times the amount of assists of Anthony Davis. His off game was twenty three, seventeen, and twelve with three steals. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I don't even know how to describe. It. And I I do agree with you. I'd rather have Joker go off for 35, and he only had six assists. Then uh, he did, in game one he did everything, so you can't really count that. But in game two, the fact that he still had 12 assists—that's 12 dimes. And, right. And and you know I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, and, and the caller West from the OC mentioned this: the Jamal Murray piece of it. Murray was three of 13 at halftime, three of 13. He had 37 in the game. And all those buckets were coming, you know, obviously during clutch time. So not only did you have Joker have another triple-double where he just – Joker just walks on the floor. It's a triple-double. The question <laughs> is, was it efficient? Did he end up with a 35 night or did he end up with a 25 night? But the Jamal Murray piece of it, that changes everything because if you say the Lakers got two stars who they do, LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then you look at the Denver Nuggets, you say you got a superstar in Joker, 
But what really is Jamal Murray? Jamal Murray's been a superstar so far in the first two games. And I, this is why this is so particularly frustrating, and I would be extremely frustrated if I was a Lakers fan. Jamal Murray's coming out party was basically against the Lakers in the bubble the last time. They should know this. This dude, he ended up getting injured, and he was off for a long time. That is when I first remember thinking, oh, Jamal Murray is a dog. Well, it was well, because of back. what happened back then. You know what I'm saying? And now he's a better player. He's he's a better player in terms of experience. He's not injured anymore. I, I, to me, it should be obvious that Jamal Murray might be going off on you because that's basically why he's there. They uh, they came back from – remember in the series in the Orlando bubble, they were down 3-1 to the Jazz maybe, and then 3-1 the series after against the Clippers. And Jamal Murray, you're right, was <laughs> – 40s and 50s, like nothing, (laughs) like nothing. And then has obviously the awful injuries and has come back and and here's what he's doing. Okay, Um, I got to get approval from Emily first, Clint, because everything I got to kind of run through Emily. (laughs) Emily, at 11.15, can we have Burke come in and do a little blue review, a little chat, Mm. kind of what you guys do, YouTube, but talk some Dodgers at 11.15 and kind of find a way to integrate it together. <laughs> and finally promote it. Well, we'll see. Uh, I think that uh, Berg might be busy. If he's not busy, we should see. Well, Why do you I think call, we're doing I, the show at 8.30 in the morning? It's because well, Berg that's has I things want, to do. I want like a sneak peek. You know, I just want a little bit of a sneak peek. Okay. I will say at, at 11, top of the hour, um, Mike Mal- Michael Malone had some – that's a couple times that he's had a few comments that – he feels like his team's not getting the respect. I thought Jokic had some really funny quotes yesterday too, basically saying, "We don't. I don't want the attention. I don't care for the attention. I'm used to not getting the attention. Um, how much are we disrespecting the Denver Nuggets? We'll get it on the other side, kind of get their perspective from it. We'll do all that uh, starting at 11. But coming up next, all I'm asking for is the most random tweets and calls and questions for me and Yates. That's all I'm asking for. Verbo. Astley. <laughs> Ask Yates, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, guys, there's still time to hop on the phones and have a phone Ashley. so 877-710-3776. But without Travis here, I will be leading this Ask Slee segment here, so I'll see if okay. I have a good Travis impression. What do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? Ashley, right. you ready? Daniel Tapia says, Slee is on a six-hour plane ride and stuck in the middle seat. Two people next to him don't have anything to read, look at, or to keep themselves busy. Mm. Does he suck up the awkwardness and talk to them or bury himself in work 
and hope the flight goes fast. Hashtag Ashley. To get in the time machine before that, nothing to see, read, or look okay, at. Okay, so I'm on a flight like that, it's crazy. <laughs> Yates, wow. I, I'm I'm gonna do a I'll do a little combination here. If first off, I'm not I don't like if it's awkward. So if it's awkward, I right, spark a conversation real quick. Look to the person on my left. How's it going? Cool. Where are you? Is are you from here? Are you going there? Just some small talk. Now all of a sudden uh, it's like. You? Wall is taken down a little bit. Go to my right if I got to do the same thing. But then I'm if it's a six-hour flight, I mean, I'm going to be listening to music. I'm going to probably yeah. listen to a couple podcasts. I'm gonna, I might open up the laptop and start preparing for game three since we're 0-2 and God knows when we're going to win another game. I'm going to make the awkwardness go away, and then I'm going to go back to doing what I'd like to do as well. I kind of agree, and I also feel like in general, in public spaces in 2023, we don't regard inside of an airplane as the place where it's considered socially acceptable to just strike up conversations because you both are bored. If you're at the bar, you're at the park, you're at, I don't know, the DMV, okay, sure, but like on a plane these days, people now, it's like, yo, bro, I'm not trying to talk to you. I'm trying to get through this thing. And I'm not saying that that means it's a standoffish thing. I just, I would not want somebody else to say that to me because the entire process of getting to and from these planes is already nerve-wracking enough in 2023. Okay, do you do this? When you sit down on a plane, and even if you're on the aisle or even if you're at the window, if there's somebody sitting next to you, do you say, hello, how you doing, or nothing? I typically... I say hello. Um, as... I'm trying to sound, figure out how to say this without sounding like a jerk. As I'm typically sitting in my seat before other people get to their seats, people do usually say yes, hello to me. And that's because okay, I, okay. I, I will do one of two things. If I have my earphones, if I have my big headphones on, yep. I'll typically take them off just for that purpose, that acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Hey, I acknowledge that you're here. Let's hope this goes well. But I'm putting them back on yep. as to let you know yeah, that I here's not what you should do, Yates. endlessly you know, talk about anything. Taylor, you tell me if this is a good idea for Yates. This is specifically for Yates. You should wear a beanie. <laughs> Huge sunglasses, a hood over your face, I mean, I, and then I the headphones on top of all that. <laughs> already do all of this, just so you know. That's literally how I'm already in the airport. All right. Well, it looks Typically like Yates is. isn't going to be starting a spark in a conversation with somebody. <laughs> Someone's going to spark it with him. Right. It's also yes. hard because you're so famous because at airports, ESPN's on every TV out there. So This is a thing in my life. Shot. Trust me. It gets me free drinks, though, at the airport bar. All yeah, right, they so- don't have I, – I, you know what I'm upset about? LAX doesn't just play 710 ESPN. Like after they say, hey, <laughs> your flight to New Mexico, we're boarding now, and then Mason and Ireland are on because Mason, it's in the afternoon. They're doing live Come on, the, guys. At the Southwest. <laughs> okay, I'm, let right. me sneak one in here Okay, real quick. go ahead. Gabby on Twitter, is oil and vinegar a sufficient salad dressing? Hashtag Ask Yates. Okay. This, this is a fantastic question mm-hmm. on so many levels. Now, it is a sufficient salad dressing if you have otherwise seasoned your salad correctly. If you've got something of the spice variety that can give okay. you a little bit more of a flavor little palette, kick. yes. Mm-hmm. But if it's – as in you don't need anything more that is wet, if you will – Oil and vinegar together work fine. A little salt and pepper with that. Maybe something else you want to throw in there. Some crushed red pepper flakes, which I like very much so on salads. Yes, it is good enough if otherwise correctly seasoned. And what do you think? Um, if it's that's what's offered to me, I will eat it. But I'm much more of like, I, I, like, a, I like a good solid dressing. I like a light dressing, though. I don't need it to right. be like super chunky or thick. But I, I like a lighter-based thing. But oil and vin- vinegar is fine. It's just not my go-to. You is can it see a this surprise? Right do, you do, do you do this with your salads? 
Do you turn them upside down and shake them around? Oh, to. yeah, you got to shake them. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Man, I don't see. I don't do that. I, I drizzle and bite per per go. No, but it's the same mm-hmm. thing with, like, ketchup. It's the same thing with all those comments. Don't you have to give them a little shake? Ketchup, no, no, you're no. going to get – I meant, gonna, like, the salad itself. Do you put it in the thing oh. move it in the all container. around? You, you know? close the yeah. container up, shake it up. I, I will do oil and vinegar. Got, got no problems there. What do you got, Em? All right, this one's from Stephanie. Stephanie says – if you were temporarily injured and paid for a temporary handicap placard, you're fully healed. Do you still park in a handicap parking spot when you have the placard up and it's still valid? All right. Hashtag Ashley. All right. This is a bad guy story. And I'm going to tell the bad guy story. <laughs> I was okay? like, what are we? Um, when I was a student at San Diego State University, uh, you know, we all we all do our enjoy our our fair share of pickup ball demolished my ankle one time I was on crutches so I I I had to go get um had to get a placard because you guys know at any of these universities you can be freaking parking so far I couldn't literally couldn't get to class unless I got it so I got one of them and let's just say you know I I started feeling better after about a month or so (laughs) say maybe after two months or so I'm feeling pretty good still use the placard until it expired I mean I, I I felt like I I felt like I needed to use it until it was no longer available. By the way, I love the way that so many of these questions become these like hardcore moral dilemmas that everybody's <laughs> dealing with. Like, I don't live my life. I don't with know these if I would do it today. I don't know dilemmas. if I would do it today, but San Diego State days, 21, 22 years old, I was using it. All right, so we got one more, at, oh, at least one more for me. So this one actually is from the Blue Review fans. And so they say, hashtag Ask Yates. We were almost 50 games into the season, and there has been no social promotion. What do you have to do and say to your fans, Clinton Yates? Watch the show. Check it out on YouTube yeah. every single day. That's the idea. We talk about baseball. Um, Blue Review is going great. I talked to Greg. By the way, we should do a whole show about how we put Blue Review together every day. I'm not going to air out everything <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, that's actually like, that's more interesting than talking about the Dodgers at 11:50. To you, let's all do that day. at 11:50. It will be. That's what's going to end up coming up. Okay. But, um, it's it's going well. I showed off today. You guys can't see it because we're not streaming today. But if you watch Blue Review when it drops on all of ESPN social channels, I showed off my scorecard. Uh, let's see if I can get that right. Nope. Yep. I got this weird background, but I scored the game last night. I score a lot of games. Um, when I'm just sitting at home. So my point is, I don't know why, but I really props. like that. I really oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, because yeah, that, that means you're you're so engaged in the game. Like there is no – a lot of times with sports, at least for me, baseball specifically, it's kind of in the background for me, right? Like yeah. I'm I'm not sitting there watching every single pitch, but if I got a, if I got a scorecard that I got to keep up with, I'm freaking watching I'm every pitch. I'm not going to lie. That's half the reason why I do it these days because it's the easiest way to keep up with what's going on. I'm triple barreling last night. I got Lake Show on the primary. I got Dodgers on the secondary. I got pucks on the side. There was a lot happening. So in order for me to be able to keep up and do my duties, which is to actually do the Blue Review show, yep. I scored the game to make sure that I could keep Attention. All right, we're we're gonna go behind the scenes of the Blue Review at eleven fifteen. Okay. All the all the BTS dirt, Blue Review, all we're the dirt that everybody <laughs> is looking for at eleven fifteen. Coming up next, um, I want to take a quick listen to Michael Malone talking about the Denver Nuggets Boo. and uh, how he continues to try to prop up his team. At the same time, uh, I, I don't really know what to make of it. He's got uh, his certain opinion of how. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are being covered. If you guys want to talk anything Lakers-related, obviously, Braun, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Lakers down 0-2, you could feel free to call us, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. 
Travis and Slee with show on 710 ESPN. 